the newly sworn in Los Angeles County District Attorney unveils an agenda that includes the end of cash bail for many offenses, not seeking the death penalty, and the refusal to pursue charges for certain crimes. George Gascone is also promising to reopen at least four investigations of controversial shootings by police that were not prosecuted by his predecessor. So the pendulum swings back and forth on crime, and we cracked down on it after the uh, late 60s and 70s. Crime was getting too hot, and we really cracked down, and now it's swinging the other way. So crime is going back up, but still, whether it's L.A., New York, or Chicago, you got more, or, or Minneapolis, or Seattle. Boy, I can come up with example after example. There's defunding the police. There's um, uh, there's a not prosecuting for this or that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah, old George Gascon, who ruined San Francisco as the district attorney, went downstate apparently now and has run successfully. God help Los Angeles. What are you thinking of? Uh, they've they've elected this guy. He is a far left activist. He's one of those people who advocates nobody homeless can be arrested. The poor shouldn't be arrested. Uh, no, no property crimes or, or public uh, drunkenness, uh, anything, you know, aggressive begging. You can't prosecute people for being poor. It, uh, Los Angeles, you think the, the Skid Row thing, the bums and junkies is crappy now? Brace yourselves. You got George Gascon running things. Yeah, that's something. Look at look at San Francisco. That's your fate. Unbelievable. Anyway. These policies must make people feel good, though. Yeah, yeah, we have to be more merciful to people. If we don't, if we don't bother them, they won't bother us. Yeah, right. I, I, do, I don't know. You're just your life experience is different than mine, I guess. They're unicorn riders. They have no grasp of reality. This is a school year like no other, as we all know, and students are getting failing grades like never before. I'm reading from a news report. With students still learning from home in many areas, districts around the country are reporting a massive increase in F grades. Pretty sure I never got an F. No. I got a no. D one semester in one class, uh, and uh, and it was pretty horrifying to me. And it was because I was on the golf team, and I think I missed I missed more classes than I attended. Yeah. And I wasn't doing very good with the ones I did attend. Eh, golf was very important to me at that point. I think I got a D <laughs> in trigonometry my senior year of high school. That was the only D I ever got. Yeah, that's that that, that was my experience too. But it was uh, I guarantee I cared more about golf than uh, whatever we were learning in history that year. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> and happens. now you don't play golf at all, and you're obsessed with history. Isn't that something? Go figure. If you'd have told 17-year-old me, you know, there'll come the time where you would, you would, you, you'd pay money to avoid playing golf and just read a history book. <laughs> I would have never believed it. Nor would your teacher. Yeah, no kidding. He was so boring. God, he could take the most fascinating story and turn it to dust. Yeah. Yeah, just, isn't that amazing? Oh, Making history boring is nearly impossible, yet there are thousands of teachers around America who do it successfully. <laughs> I, I congratulate them for their abilities. And then I took a, a, a history class at the community college that I went to, my, my first two years of college. And this guy was so passionate, and he's the guy that got me hooked on history. I'd never really had history interest in history my whole life until my freshman year of college. And this guy was so into it and, and, and just had fire in his eyes explaining these various things. And I got hooked and have been hooked ever since. Right. Just needed to be presented in the right way. That's cool. Um, so an increase in F grades around the country with disadvantaged students falling farthest behind, as we've heard over and over again. Um, McNary High School in Kaiser, Oregon, 38% of the grades in October were Fs compared to 8% in a normal year. Great, Scott. Almost 40% of the grades were Fs. 
Yikes. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, that's a shocking number, but I've heard this sort of thing repeatedly, so yeah, I believe it. It was completely off the rails from what is normal for us, and that is obviously very alarming. Well, you'll you'll remember, when was it late spring last year when I said, hey, uh, uh, parents, uh, students, what percentage of schooling of a normal year do you think you're getting? And I think the highest number we got was 40%. Yeah. But most people were like 15, 20. I remember asking my niece, who's a straight, straight-A student, she said maybe 1%. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. not very good. And I, I'm not sure how much the teachers can do about that. The answer is not making the the distance learning better. It's to just put the kids back in the schoolroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is, that, oh boy, Fs. People getting Fs all over now. Are those kids going to ever get caught back up? Especially Ooh. these disadvantaged kids where maybe education isn't prized you know, in the home at all. Is there going to be right. any effort to catch them back up? I doubt it. Often uh, school education is the thing that t- keeps them tethered, sometimes uh, kind of tenuously, uh, fragilely, but it keeps them tethered to being a functioning citizen and a functioning human being. And without that, because I was reading about this, you got the group of students who don't show up at all. Either nobody cares or they don't have adequate Internet connection or what. They're not there at all. Then you got the kids who are there sometimes, but their camera's off, they're disengaged, they're not really paying attention. And then you got those who who sit in place, but they're too young to be self-motivated, or they're just not motivated, they've become apathetic, they're bored, the rest of it. So, I mean, it is a tiny little tip of the pyramid of of kids that are self-motivated and or uh, supervised well enough and equipped well enough that they're getting a real education. But, man, that's a small number. The Washington Post says the massive spike in failing grades is no surprise. Anxiety among students is exploding, as is depression, loneliness, trauma, according to health officials officials and students themselves. Teachers say many students are skipping assignments or struggling with limited Internet access. And remote learning has made it much harder to detect which students need extra assistance, of course. you got a brand-new class of kids coming in. You'd have no idea by seeing their tiny little face on a screen who needs yeah. a little extra help or encouragement. Yeah. And, and, you know, you shouldn't focus just on the Fs. How many uh, otherwise A and B students are getting uh, B, B, Bs and Cs or Cs and Ds? And we'll just, D, 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 D. And just never quite catch up. Yeah, I, I read uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, they're they're talking about if somebody just doesn't do something, give them a 50. Because if you give them a zero, they're they're screwed. You can never bring that average up, even if they do get reengaged or whatever. So, so you're going to give them a 50 for doing nothing? Yeah. That's just a... so the kids can bounce back? I understand, but man... <laughs> sort of message yeah. that send also well it, it it's bizarre it i mean is. i admit it's bizarre but at the same time you have laid in the lap of the kids a situation that clearly they can't handle no i mean that the jury is back it's given the envelope to the judge it's had lunch it's gone home i wonder in a lot of cases how much better off you'd be if you just said we're not going to do school this year we'll do our best next year and they i don't know play watch tv i don't know maybe they'd be less uh, you know, because because kids, kids who struggle, I've seen this, they get in their mind that they're dumb. No, oh, that's, so you know, sad. I can't do school. I'm dumb. And, uh, and you, you, you know, you, well, you might be junior, you might be dumb or you might not be at all. And it's just an impossible thing to do this online learning. Right. Or maybe you'd be better off. If you just skip the school year and try to catch up next year. Doesn't or, seem like you'd miss much with a lot of these kids or get them to hell back in school please. That's an option. Like all the private schools are doing and people are not dying. 
Uh, switching gears completely. It was a weird year of pandemic dating, according to Tinder, where they have their 2020 year in swipe report. It was a sad, hard year for dating. We have a co-worker, young single woman, who showed up, moved from another town, and works here in the building, moved in March of this year. Oh, You're boy. young and single, and you show oh. up in a new city where you know no one right when the pandemic hits. I can't imagine if that had been me. How's making friends going? When I was moving around in my radio career. You met anybody special? No and no. I haven't met anybody, period. Badly and no. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, that just sucks. Anyway, I've got some of the information. Thanks, China. <laughs> I got to, Thanks, you bad eaters. Whoever you are out there eating pangolins or whatever you did. I know if I... In- I if s- indeed that's what happened. I, yeah, well, I saw the South Park episode, eating the pangolins, the, the least of it. <laughs> well, they are delicious, but... <laughs> if you saw South Park, it's just, it's ugly. I won't even hint at it. Yeah, we, um, got, we got a harebrained theory from one of our listeners about the, uh, the Chinese bat fever. Maybe I'll share that with you in a bit. Okay, and we'll get to the Tinder stuff all on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The second person on Earth to receive an authorized coronavirus vaccine outside of a clinical trial today was an 81-year-old British man named William Shakespeare. Though he was a real drama queen about getting it. Is this a dagger which I see before me? (laughs) (laughs) Obvious, but okay. Uh, Yeah, I funny. can't believe Britain failed on that one. You got a guy named Bill Shakespeare second in line? Put him first in line. Make him wear the fluffy collar. <laughs> All the world's a stage. Come on now. Taming the flu. Uh, nice. <laughs> that is nice, good. Sean. Did you make that Classy. up yourself? Nah, I stole it from, uh, a, from a headline. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's stealing well is a talent also. <laughs> and true, also true. read three Shakespeare's. My, my right. lawyers tried to make that case. I also read three Shakespeare's. All so, the world is... A medical office, and we are merely patients s- strutting and fretting our hour in the waiting room. Eh, this isn't this isn't even entertaining me. I'll stop now. that whole <laughs> that whole Shakespeare speech is amazingly entertaining though, and incredibly oh, yeah. true. Which one? The, the whole strutting and fretting your hour upon the stage, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. The pointlessness of life, don't you know? Um, Thanks for that. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, really helping my motivation. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Shakespeare, I'll, I'll see you after work. <laughs> You're killing me. So according to Tinder, uh, and we'll get into some more of this, but among the topics that uh, were talked about more on their dating website, now usage of their dating website was up double digits, and that's not surprising in terms of just the amount of conversation and the people that were, were joining. Um, that's not surprising at all because you, you couldn't go to n- not just like b- bars and restaurants, but house parties or anything. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. there's just no way to if you, if I was single, I don't know what I would have done. Like if Hell, I did, you could hardly w- meet somebody at work, for goodness sake. Almost impossible. I, I think I might have just resigned myself to I can't be with anybody this year. I don't know. Um, Gone looking for a hot Chinese spy one to hook up, like Eric Swalwell, allegedly. And they said, uh, according to Tinder, pandemic pickup lines mentioning quarantine and chill, hand washing (laughs) and other COVID-19 talking points took over the platform. It says here, mask talk was up nearly 10 times compared to 2019. Oh, you think? 
Did anybody bring up anybody who was your you're you're in the early dating conversations and they bring up wearing a mask in 2019? You're in the gimp territory, I think. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Thanks for that nugget, Tinder. What what the heck was that? Hey, positive Sean is a uh, young single man. When I think about Tinder, uh, I don't know if you want to express it in percentages or what. To what extent are we talking about hooking up? Dating, looking for a relationship. How's it seen? Percentage-wise, I'm not really sure. But in terms of the dating apps that are out there, and there are many um, on the spectrum of relationship to hooking up, Tinder is definitely uh, probably the f- not the farthest, but closer to the uh, the hooking up side of okay. things than the relationship side. So there's okay. more just your picture is good enough, the information, eh, and that's you know the small part of it, as opposed to a, I know some dating sites. It's really heavy on the information. Yeah, heavy on the information. There there are some that are even more just hookup focused than Tinder. Tinder seems much more, you're cute, you think I'm cute, there seems to be a spark, let's give it a go, see if something happens. Huh. Gotcha. Um, as opposed to, you know, making plans of discreet hookup stuff, which there are Debauchery. also Debauchery. Mm, like dogs in a park fornicating. And some Terrible. of those, they're expecting money to be exchanged. Huh? What? Huh? Exchanged. It's on the dresser. What? <laughs> Things got political last year on Tinder. Um, Generation no. Z users weren't afraid to mix love and politics. Generation Z, take it from me. Stop it. Well, we mentioned several times that the 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 being uh, on the on the other side of the Trump issue was almost a no go. If you're if you're both for, fine. If you're both against, fine. But the mixture of the two was a uh, unlikely. Mentions of Black Lives Matter on the platform were up 55 times amid this summer's great racial reckoning. Well, again, I'm not sure how much it would have come up the year before. Uh, The hottest thing of the year, unfortunately, we're tired of it now, so I hate to even hear it. But at one point, the biggest thing in all of Tinder conversation about what do you want to do? Do you want to get together and watch an episode of Tiger King was a very, Uh, very big deal. Yes. So hot. Do you like Tiger King? I like Tiger King. Let's watch it together. And then fornicate like dogs in a park. Or tigers in a cage. Just like Joe Exotic wanted to do with all those young men he turned gay. (laughs) With his cool mullet. (laughs) His mullet was so cool. Like he would be immune to that charm. It made straight men gay. Uh, Well, you do have a mullet and a meth habit and you raise tigers. I guess I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to be a... Half-crazed, self-obsessed, tweaking tiger breeder. Yeah, why not? (laughs) I guess I'll pretend to be gay for a while if I can be part of this. I got to do something before my last tooth falls out. Uh, Carol Baskin debates were popular. WAP Discord. WAP, of course, is a woman as president, but that was a popular conversation for a while. Animal Crossing, big conversation topic on uh, Tinder, according to this. Oh, for definitely in that is in terms of a social distance sort of thing, right? If you both play Animal Crossing, oh. you visit the other person's island, you, you know, and that presents launching pads for discussions. It can be. Can I visit your island? And then, then is there like sexting or, or, or uh, what do they call it? The phone sex or just maybe getting together in the future? It's just easing your way in? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 sim. So Zoom dating was also a very common thing this year, right? Where uh, I had one of my friends talk to me about some one thing that he would do was I we order takeout for each other, send it to the person, door dash it to the person's house, then we have a Zoom call where we eat dinner and kind of get to know each other a little bit. This oh, is like a, vi- a this is like good a idea. video game version of that. 
Yeah, that's kind of charming. That Dinner is. table events. That's right. Know, um, I have a tawdry picture of Tinder in my mind. I've never done it. I just know what I've read about it. But the whole idea of how about, you know, we send each other some food and we sit here on Zoom and, and talk and eat. That sounds fantastic. And, and the thing that he did that I really liked was I'm, I'll am i pick the thing and I'll order for you. And then we try to, you know, this is this is food from my favorite place. I'll send it to you. You send me food from your favorite place and then we'll and, discuss. And unlike that one time, uh, the only time I did a blind date sort of thing where I had to say I need to go to the bathroom. And then I walked out the back door of the restaurant to my car and left. Because she was so scary. Um, on on the, on this online thing, you can just I, I, you froze up. I'm losing, your, ah, and then you just yeah. unplug it. <laughs> that is one way to handle it. Yes, change your domain name and move to another country. Listen, you're weirding person. me out, so I'm going to hit end. <laughs> I find honesty more. Uh, it's simpler. You're a bit of a strange ranger, so I'm going to say goodbye. Can you do me a favor? Stay away from me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, I, I would hate for it to end that way. Young love. Ah, I miss it. I told that story about walking out the back of the restaurant uh, at the table for some reason the other night, and uh, my wife thought it was horrifying. My kids just couldn't believe it. But <laughs> <laughs> I once it, did that. It was a bold move. Well, it was probably the right move. Yeah. But they'd still be trying to identify my teeth from a <laughs> ditch somewhere. <laughs> Yikes. Armstrong and Getty. show it is not about politics it's about people and that's what i keep trying to say um i don't blame uh good girl productions or or whoever was filming there like the the entertainment industry has been decimated they need to work you know Mm -hmm. but small businesses we are destitute you mean we're looking at something worse than the great depression and most of us were basically on our, our last breath and they shut us down again. I did everything right. I had uh, temperature checks. I had gloves. I had shields. I was outdoors. My tables were seven feet apart. I mean, I went above and beyond and I, I spent sixty to $80,000 doing everything oh. that they wanted. Wow. Angela Martin, wow. who owns the Pineapple bar and grill and she was told she had to shut down outside dining for no good reason then comes back from ironically getting some money for her for her employees she, she was giving out final paychecks yeah and comes back and finds out a um a, a movie shoot had set up just steps away from a restaurant and they were dining yeah <laughs> they were allowed yeah. to do that but she was shut down, yeah. And uh, Eric Garcetti and the Barbara Ferrer, or whatever her name is, the idiot uh, health lady in L.A., they just have no sense of the reality of American business or small business. And I'm looking at this uh, uh, Scott Morrow, who's the head guy in San Mateo County in the uh, Sacramento, or I'm sorry, the San Francisco Bay Area, and some of the things he's saying. And this guy, uh, I'm so glad there's somebody like this who says, I'm aware of no data that some of the business activities on which, on which even greater restrictions are being put into place in this new order are the major drivers of transmission. In fact, I think these greater restrictions are likely to drive more activity indoors, a much riskier endeavor. While I don't have scientific evidence to support this, I also believe these greater restrictions will result in more job loss, more hunger, more despair, and desperation. 
Uh, the structure of our economy is, for the most part, if you don't work, you don't eat or have a roof over your head. And it'll cause more deaths from causes other than COVID. And I wonder, are these premature deaths any less worrisome than COVID deaths? And then he says, these new orders make it difficult for schools to open or stay open. It's a very hard needle to thread to message that everyone must stay at home by strict order, but it's okay for kids to go to school. I continue to strongly believe our schools need to be open. The adverse effects for some of our kids will likely last for generations. Schools have procedures to stay open safely, even during a surge, as evidenced by data. My earlier statements remain the same. At least there's one sane one. Here's to you, Scott. So Joe Biden made his choice for Secretary of Defense, which is one of your big-time cabinet positions. The two biggest ones are SecDef and Secretary of State, right? Uh, in terms of headlines, Health and Human Services has the biggest budget. That's right. We learned that. Yep. We learned that on this show. We were harassing Alex Azar, and he just stomped us. <laughs> he owned us. He put us in our place. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, it was announced that Joe Biden picked this uh, General Austin, and a, a number of people were surprised that he didn't go with this Michelle Flournoy, who I didn't know, also... Uh, military uh, choice, but she had been writing a lot recently about um, deterrence in the Pacific and making China think twice, and she was kind of an expert in that whole part of the world, and everybody thought that might be the pivot, whereas he comes out of the whole Middle East conflict thing in the uh, Obama administration and uh, has some questionable questionable decisions about ISIS and Iraq and various things like that, and his experience is fighting land wars in the Middle East as opposed to the whole China thing. So there's that. Well, they Um, say he's the one who gave Obama the idea that ISIS was the JV team. Right. Obama's quoting him. And I I don't know. Um, uh, I'll take other people's word for it, but I thought this was really interesting from Tim Carney, who we used to have on all the time, writing an opinion piece in The Examiner. Um. Dwight Eisenhower made famous the term military-industrial complex. Retired General Lloyd Austin is that complex. And I thought, well, that got my attention. And mm-hmm. this, is, this is something I completely understand. This is not just your philosophy of war or whatever. Biden embraces the military-industrial complex over civilian control. Joe Biden's pick for defense secretary is a decorated soldier, a West Point grad who earned four stars and two advanced degrees amid decades of public service. He's also a revolving door businessman, just barely out of the military. As such, he embodies two problems with our governance, the revolving door between industry and government and the subtle erosion of civilian control of the military. Austin serves on the board of Raytheon, having carried over from the board of United Technologies when the two merged in April. Pre-merger Raytheon and United Technologies were number four and number six defense contractors in 2019 combining for almost $25 billion in military contracts. United Technologies and Raytheon have paid Austin about $1.4 million since 2016. According to the Project on Government Oversight, Austin joined UT's boards four months after retiring as a four-star general in May of 2016. So you go straight from being a general, you retire, make seven figures... Sounds like he was about three fifty a year. Then go it's pretty good money for sitting on a board, and then go right back into the military where you will be recommending decisions on how money is spent. Right. Yeah. I can see how that's a troubling thing. Oh yeah, there's so much money. Eisenhower. In yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
and and we and and they're they're a bit Teflon. I mean, we have a bit of this attitude. Well, the military, you know, we always got to support the military, and these generals are good patriots, and they're they're only doing the right thing always. Uh, Eisenhower, in his farewell address, who was one of the top generals in our nation's history, and he would know how it works, said... Save the Western world, by golly. Said, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of a misplaced power exists and will persist. Mm. Um... That that's something to take a look at. Uh, the, the argument on the side of that I've heard many times is, well, of course they put the retired general who just left on the board. They want the latest knowledge that exists on 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 what is needed, so we can provide that to the military. And of course, he's recommending these top companies because they know exactly what we need. Right. But obviously, there's a real opportunity for, um. You know, things to get approved that are not necessarily the best choice, but, hey, I was on the board and they paid me a lot of money, or they're going to pay me a lot of money in the future. Well, obviously. I have no information that this guy's dishonorable. Maybe you just no. made a mistake in ISIS, and, and if somebody offered me that kind of money to sit on a board, I'd take it too. But there's no arguing that his, uh, you know, his priorities and his motivations might be somewhat tainted by his extremely lucrative business uh, contracts and contacts, which the minute he steps foot out of the Pentagon again, will resume at probably higher levels. Without, and you wouldn't have to, there needs to be no quid pro quo or uh, anything in paper or anything like that. That's just all assumed. You wouldn't even have to hint at it. Right. Because you were just there making a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Carney goes on to write, more corrosive in the long run is the insular world when the elites continually pass back and forth through the revolving door. Make policy and government. Cash out to work for those you subsidized and regulated, then pass back through to make policy again, knowing you will cash out again. Right. It reminds me of the unholy marriage of union lawyers and the legislature in Cal Unicornia. They go from uh, negotiating on behalf of the union to being a legislator because they get elected by the union members and then they give the union anything they want. Then as soon as they're termed out, they go back to the union and negotiate with some of their cronies who are now in the legislature. And the people have no advocate. This is the most common thing that goes on in government. Um, back to sec, uh, soon to be sec def Austin, probably from the army to Raytheon to the Pentagon in five years would be quite the spin for Austin. And you know that Raytheon, Lockheed and Boeing would all be waiting for him on the other side when he comes out. Well, you made the point the other day, and I think it's, it's a very simple, but a very sound one. We passed a law saying you have to be out of the military for seven years before you can be part of the civilian leadership. Now, if we want to re-examine that law, reconsider it, that's fine. That's that's the way our system works. But to just say, yeah, let's wave that one this time. This is a real nice fella here. What the hell is that? What kind of law is that? We'll wave it two administrations in a row. Right. Uh, yeah. Trump with Mattis and now Biden with this guy. Well, then One of each party. Then what's the point of the law? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think our main problem as a country, and you know, nobody wants to hear this, so I'll keep it brief. I'm here to entertain you folks. I'm your dancing monkey. Um, There's just too much money in government and the forces to neutralize greed and malfeasance are just noodle armed weaklings compared to the thickly muscled greed heads that figure out how to get a piece. 
which is why, you know, the small government advocates are what we are. We understand that once that money spigot is just spraying trillions of dollars all over the place and bilking the taxpayers and, and the greed heads are running the government, then it's over. You've lost. Of course, only conservative Tim Carney in the conservative Washington Examiner brings me that story. All of the rest of the media, when they uh, heard that this guy was the choice, he'll be the first black secretary of defense. Yay for diversity. It's a good thing automatically. Okay, that's fine. But then how about in paragraph two, you get into the he this is the sort of thing liberals in theory hate. Uh, he just worked on the boards of all these companies that make all the, the killing machines, and now he's going right into the Pentagon where he's going to make the decisions of what stuff they buy. But he's the first black secretary of defense. Can you tell me both of those things? Are you freaking six years old? America's media? <laughs> you were a child. Yes. Try to be better. Um, There was a stampede at a Walmart the other day. Why did that happen? This is actually news you could use. This is something to watch out for. Rumors get started, and the next thing you know, you're getting stampeded at a Walmart. You don't don't want that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. She comes out and tells us that they have none in stock. So if we were told that they're going to have them in stock Monday and we waited seven hours in the freezing cold of 28 degrees, why is there zero stock? There was a stampede Monday morning when the doors opened at the Walmart in suburban Troy, Michigan. About 100 shoppers made a mad dash to get their hands on the hottest thing in the country right now, the Sony PlayStation 5, which doesn't exist anywhere. But rumor had been going around that they did have some at this Walmart. Wow, so it was just like a a web rumor? The line started forming following a rumor online that Walmart would have some of the consoles for sale. As it turns out, the store didn't have any. Shoppers spent the night outside, walked away empty-handed. Some of them had spent seven hours in sub-zero temperatures. Oh, my God. Sub-zero is cold. Sub-freezing is one thing. Sub-zero is cold. Um, And I'm sure there are a lot of mouth breathers yelling at the poor Walmart employees, blaming them. Police were called to clear everyone out of the store. That sucks. Yikes. Um, so the vaccine is already rolled out in Great Britain and China and Russia. When you live in the United States, you got to wait. Anyway, next week, I think they start rolling them out. Or this weekend. I mean, it's soon. Uh, Isn't it? You're probably not going to get it, but there is a website you can go to and you fill out a little, a few question and answers and you can get an idea where you are in line. How does this work, Sean? So this is uh, in the opinion section of the New York Times where they just ask you some basic questions. I'll fill it out as we go now. How old are you? 39. Uh, what county do you live in? Zibidibidubba. This one. Uh, do you work in these? Uh, are you a healthcare worker? No. Essential worker? I think technically yes, but for these purposes, I'm going to say no. Um, are, for- are we actually? I mean, we have the essential worker badge. Do we yes. count? Yeah. Like with firefighters and cops seems, and nurses? Seems how, can, how can the nation function without its brave champions in the media? Without <laughs> broadcasters, right? Uh, so I'm putting uh, putting no. I'm not a first responder nor a teacher. Uh, do I have COVID-related health risks? No. Submit. So very basic questions. Uh, based on your risk profile, you, we believe you are in line behind 268.7 million people across the Oof. United States. Behind how many? Uh, 268 million. 
Oh, okay. uh, practically everybody. When you're going to have to put up ropes like Disney World. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, a non-essential worker under 40 with no pre-existing conditions. That, that sounds... You're at the tail end of the line. Then. Yeah, as I assumed all along. Well, uh, you are an essential worker, though. How about you change that and see how it changes your, your status? Uh, it also tells you where you are in line in your state and your county. Like, I am 30, 31 million uh, behind in, in the state and 1.2 million behind in the county. If wow. I change that to essential worker. Which you are as a broadcast professional. Technically. Mr. Um, Mrs. America and all ships at sea. So country went from, what was it, like 268 million to now it's 126 million. Hey, okay. Uh, hey, excuse me. I was, uh, uh, I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> you went like 140 million up in line. And like, in this, like a lot of lines, if you're with a hot chick, can you walk to the front? Uh, usually. That's what I've experienced mostly at nightclubs. Um, you do. Go on. In the, uh, in the state, I went from about 30 million to about 13 million. Uh, in the county, went from 1.2 to about 500,000. I think your nice. age probably plays a role. Just for uh, S's and G's, could change the age to to 60. All right. 60. You're, 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 you're not young anymore, and you're, but you're not Am in Am I the, still um, an essential worker? Uh, yeah, everything's the same. Uh, do I have COVID-related health risks? No. 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 Okay. Can you uh, take 25 pounds off me? Uh, so just on that. It seems to be right around in line with the 126 of my so age didn't with make the much essential difference. thing. Yeah. Okay, so they're treating 40-year-olds and 60-year-olds roughly the same. So Interesting. Which is not surprising based on the data eh, I've seen. It's a little surprising. you got to put me up 20,000 places in line, would you? <laughs> Come on, just a little, <laughs> little respect for your elders. You okay. are a, a radio talent. That cut uh, the line in half. Unlike any other. If you were a hot chick radio talent... You'd probably already have the needle sticking out of your arm. But I'm not. <laughs> Which reminds me, I'll say it again. Please, networks, you don't have to show somebody getting jabbed with a needle every time you talk about the freaking vaccine. <sighs> Find different B-roll. It's making me crazy. Uh, Computer-generated images of what a, a virus and a vaccine look like, right? Like, this is this is the protein. This is the thing. You can do any sort of thing other than, like, an overhand stab into somebody's arm. <laughs> Right. Um, I wondered that could actually have an effect on the number of people who get the 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 get vaccinated. They've just seen the jabbing so many times on TV. Well, it's either going to completely weird you out or completely desensitize you to it. I suppose. Yeah, that was my experience. Um, I I had a needle phobia for most of my life, and then I got a health situation where I had to get so many needles stuck in me so often. I'm completely over it. Wow, I'm how just completely over it. Huh. Through, okay. uh, what do they call that? Submersion therapy or whatever. Immersion? Immersion therapy. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, you're, you got an arachnophobia. You lock you in a box with a bunch of spiders. <laughs> Is that how that works? You come out, you got no fear of spiders. No. You no. need new underwear. But <laughs> that box ought to be hosed out. <laughs> uh, uh, that's some controversial treatment there, but you go It worked right on in. me. It actually did. Being put in a box full of spiders? No, the being being right. being horrified by needles enough to where it was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I got... think the box of spiders would work. Oh, boy. That is so gross. Uh, f- frequent correspondent Turlock Holmes uh, has a theory he wants to share with us. <laughs> um, he has been in northeast China for the past year. Oh, wow. He says, like you, I was baffled. 
<clears throat> excuse me, at how China pulled the, uh, uh, how they contained the outbreak. Had to steal a quote from my somewhat more recognizable cousin Sherlock, the following quote, once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote that. That's, that's actually, that's not true. Once you eliminate the possible, you have the field of explanations that may be the truth. You can't just pick one and say, that's necessarily the truth. So that aliens did it. Right. But he does point out, here's the truth as I see it. From 2016 to 2019, China vaccinated 99% of its population against COVID. Uh, he says unknowingly. I'm not sure how that would work. Then in 2020, as trade relations with Trump got worse, she ordered the release of the virus on the population in the U.S. The only, uh, uh, well, actually in China, knowing people would come over. The only hosts to catch it were the 1% not vaccinated in Wuhan and foreigners like him and his wife. As a result of only having to tackle 1% of the population, China's numbers and actions looked stellar. As predicted, the outbreak in the USA is severe and Trump lost the election. He thinks it was a Chinese plot. It's not. It, that's not crazy. That's not it's crazy. Not. It's a bit of a stretch, but uh, China sending hotties to to sex up our up and coming politicians is a bit of a stretch too, and that was happening. It is happening right now. So I wonder, Turlock. Thanks for the thought. It's not impossible. Dirty Does, counties. Uh, Turlock is he a bad eater? I believe he has the taste for the pangolin. Is he fishing around in a warm bucket of brown water, searching for the freshest bat? <laughs> Bobbing for bats. Bobbing for bats. I don't think that's what started this. I you really don't? don't. Oh, it's so gross. Just stop saying gross stuff. Spiders <laughs> and bats and brown water. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.